This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Bendis joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? That's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weights. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show, broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Hey, happy Monday. The Jason Walker Show, and presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it is your vehicle, it is your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center. Big show coming up inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, as we'll check in with Amanda Atwell, sports director at uh, the CBS and NBC stations down in Edinburgh, Texas. Uh, we talked about it Friday, but remember the kid that... Uh, Tackled the official during a football game after being ejected. We'll talk to Amanda about that coming up. Uh, also, in about uh, 10 minutes or so, 15 minutes, we'll check in with famed PRCA rodeo announcer Will Rasmussen. What's he up to? Oh, Wiley Will's got a new gig, and uh, he'll share that uh, some of that with us. And we'll talk a little bit about the Wrangler National Finals. He was down there. Uh, the first couple of rounds, so uh, we'll check in with Will coming up um, here shortly. Uh, let's see, on this day in history, oh, and we'll also do our auto concepts performance of the week as well. So that is uh, all coming up. Some of the uh, things we'll chat about this uh, coming week, um, we'll check in with Miss Teen, Rodeo Montana, Cody Carson, also Miss Rodeo Montana, Katie Lynn Krause. And uh, going to have some surprise guests as well. A week from today, I can't wait. I cannot wait. We're gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil it. But it, a week from today, right here on the show, um, you're gonna. You, well, you're just gonna want to join in. Okay, you're just gonna want to want to be here for it. It's gonna be awesome. All right, let's uh, let's do our daily. Oh, by the way, you can watch on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. You can listen on uh, Podbean, Network One Sports, TreasureStateRadio.com. Go to uh, email Jason at JasonWalkerShow.com, and you can also um, tweet us at JWalkerSports. And if you missed anything, you go to JasonWalkerShow.com. I uh, got blocked uh, again. I don't know when it happened, but it's been recently. Um, Chris Peterson, the sports editor over at the uh, the uh, Independent Record, blocked me on Twitter. I don't know why. Um, from his personal, or from his work account, not his personal account. His personal account, he still follows me. But uh, his his four hundred six empty sports, uh, Lee Enterprises account, a Twitter account. He he uh, he blocked me. God forbid, Chris, that I see some four hundred six empty sports dot com content on your page that I'm going to end up seeing anyway. So <laughs> I think it's just funny. I found that out or Friday or Saturday. I was, I don't even know what I was doing, but um, <laughs> ended up finding out I was blocked. Uh, the Helena high radio guy blocked me too. Um, over the summer. Remember that we talked about that. Like seriously, like, okay, dude. <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. Uh, Getting blocked is actually kind of a badge of honor, so there you go. All right. Uh, over the weekend, uh, today, 720 new cases of COVID reported, 213 in Yellowstone County. 68,591 total since March, 742 deaths, 492 currently in the hospital. 17,197 active cases 50,652 Montanans have recovered, and that is awesome. There are uh, almost 5,400 active cases in Yellowstone County. Just under 2,500 in Cascade, 2,100 in Flathead, 
and uh, 1,800 in uh, Lewis and Clark. Those are the uh, four big ones right now across the state of Montana. And uh, there you go. All right, so there's that. Let's see, what else were we going to – oh, the NFR, the National Finals Rodeo. Uh, night five, they enter the halfway point tonight, and it's going to be interesting. It looks as if Sage Kimsey, six-time, six-time straight uh, bull riding champ, looks like he's not going to – I don't think he's going to get seven straight. Um, there's a couple of youngsters – that have been kicking some tail. Some Montanans doing well. Helena's chased Tryon last night on the healing end, along with partner Brenton Hall, won the fourth go at Globe Life Field. Uh, they went four and two to beat second place Clay Tryon and Jake Long. They went four and eight. Uh, Clay and uh, Jake were in a three-way split, the second, third, and fourth which uh, still some good money. Uh, in bareback, Richmond champion split fifth and sixth with Cole Reiner of Wyoming and Jess Pope of Waverly, Kansas. Uh, they each had an 85. Champion won the first round. He's second the average after four nights. And uh, not sure if he's going to get the world title this year, but... Uh, Tim O'Connell, who leads the bareback, won the go with a 90.5. Uh, Jess Brown, Montana State Cowboy, a Mon- uh, former, uh, finished uh, split second and third with Stetson Jorgensen in steer wrestling with a 3 and 9. Jacob Talley won it with a 3.4. Chase Brooks continues to do well. Brooks placed third Thursday and Friday in the first two rounds. Uh, last night was fourth and with an 84. Ryder Wright won the go and is back in first. He won the world championship three or four years ago, the youngster. Brooks uh, second in the average. So Richmond champion in bareback and Chase Brooks in Saddle Bronc, each sitting second in the average, which pays out tremendous money at the end. So you want to stay in that average race. Haven Medjid got into uh, the fifth place in tie-down last night, tying Ryan Jarrett. Each got 5,500. Medjid ninth in the average. And uh, Lisa Lockhart, who won Saturday night, came back. And just missed the money, it looks like, on Sunday last night. No, she placed last night. Yeah, she did. I think she was fifth or sixth. But she ended up with a paycheck. 13th in the average right now. That's because she's one of three that have knocked down a barrel. Lisa, through the first three rounds, was the only one to knock down a barrel. But she has uh, bounced back to place. Uh, both uh, all Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Now, had she not knocked over the barrel uh, Thursday night, she would have won the go. But uh, there you go. Uh, let's see. Ty Wallace, rookie, won the bull riding. Uh, Stetson Wright bucked off for the second straight time. He's trying to get the uh, all-around title for the second straight year. Wright won the first and second. That Wright family is so good. And uh, the NFR continues tonight down there in Texas. So there is your NFR update. And uh, Friday we complained a lot about Cowboy Channel, but it's actually been working pretty nicely the last uh, few nights. And it's nice to go back as well and rewatch if you missed anything. But kind of like going to the Jason Walker Show website. JasonWalkerShow.com. Uh, so there you go. Uh, just came out, Frontier Conference Players of the Week for Basketball. Uh, Jamal Stevenson of Western. Uh, the Bulldogs beat Yellowstone Christian by 10. Stevenson at 17 points, 5 boards. So Western's Jamal Stevenson is the Frontier Men's Player of the Week. And Natalie Denning of Western, the Women's Player of the Week, 
They uh, pounded, the Bulldogs did, College of Idaho twice, uh, winning by 32 on Saturday and 20 on Sunday. Denning averaged 16.5 points, 3.5 boards, and uh, hit 4 out of 6 from the three-point line. Yeah. So there you go. There's your Frontier Players of the Week in basketball. It's a quick break. We'll come back, and when we do come back to the Major Mortgage Man Cave, Will Rasmussen will join us. Always love checking in this time of the year. Well, any time is a good time to check in with Will, but with rodeo going on, it's a perfect time to check in with Mr. Rasmussen. We'll talk to him about his new job next. Jason Walker Show. Coming right back, we're brought to you by Capital Collision Center. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Jason Walker here, and I want to tell you about a great place that's going to make you feel better in just an hour. Ocean Spirit Massage. From deep tissue to hot stone and more, Ocean Spirit Massage will get your sore, tired muscles feeling like new. Whether you overdid it working out, hiking the hills, playing golf, whatever it is, or even if you're pregnant, you will walk away feeling better than you have in years. Book now for yourself or make it a couple's massage. And gift certificates are always available as well. Visit OceanSpiritMassage.com or call 417-0542. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Storewide savings is what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. This segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. El, uh, Santa Elvis. <laughs> Might be. Who knows? Nobody's ever seen Santa and Elvis in the same room together. Uh, Santa hanging out. Uh, got the Montana State helmet on today. So, Thanks to Santa being part of the major mortgage man cave. We talked about our uh, tree decoration last week. That is um, uh, the wife's grandfather that belonged to his mom. 
and that is uh, his mom, Winifred, is who our daughter is named after. So pretty cool history with that uh, Christmas tree. Um, and it's awesome. Plus, it just it brightens up the place, right? I mean, it is Christmas season. Hanukkah starts on Thursday. So there's uh, there's that, Thursday at sunset. That'll be night eight of the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo down in Arlington, Texas. They are on night five tonight. Coverage uh, getting underway at about 6 o'clock on the Cowboy Channel. What's really cool is that if you tune in 15 minutes before, it's actually Cowboy Channel Plus. But uh, what's really cool is uh, you get to see all the opening ceremonies, national anthem, everything. And it's, you know, the grand entry. It's just awesome. Um, So that's one benefit of moving from ESPN to CBS Sports Network to now on the Cowboy Channel is we get to see everything, which is really cool. But anyway, chat about the national finals and how he's doing, just in general. Good friend of the show, Will Rasmussen, joins us now on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Well, he used to be a Montanan. He'll always be considered a Montanan, but now he's an Idahoan. And uh, Will Rasmussen, how are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm, I'm a Montanan. I am great. I am doing good. I was spent last week in uh, Texas, in the Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington area, and uh, took in a night of the NFR and went to the awards ceremonies and it uh, was on uh, Outside the Barrel with Flint Rasmussen on RFD-TV and had a had a big time in Texas. Now I'm back in Idaho doing my thing here, my friend. How's everything with you? We're doing well. We're still trying to get over COVID. It's, um, it's not fun to deal with. Yeah, I've, I've been reading up on you. Yeah. yeah, but we're doing all right. The wife and I are doing are doing better. She got it. A little less than I did, so I'm glad I got the brunt. Um, but it was still uh-huh. mild. But I can see how older people are struggling with it for sure. Right, yeah. right. So you yeah. stay safe because you're older than me. Happy birthday, by the way, last Monday, right? <laughs> yeah, I am older than you. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, a touch. <laughs> no, everything, everything's good. good. Everything's good. It looks like uh, I went to the. One night, the opening night of the NFR in Globe Life Stadium there in Arlington, where the Rangers have yet to play, where they played the World Series, and uh, it's quite a spectacle. It's so much different than the Thomas and Mack in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. It, it's a big arena. All the back pens and everything are inside, uh, warm-up arena inside, uh, it seats 44,000 people, and they spread out about 15 to 18,000 in those seats. And it's a beautiful facility. They share the parking lot with AT&T Stadium, where the Cowboys play. And so it's, uh, yeah, it, it seems like it's, um, I shouldn't say it's going on without a hitch, because I know there's been some, uh, while I was there, couple of the competitors tested positive and had to go home without ever, you know, competing, which is part of the deal, I guess. But that's a, that's a, that's tough, but yep. that's the time we live in. So I know one of them was uh, Donna K. Rule, the barrel racer, and um, she was third in the world standings going in. And yeah. it was not, uh, a lot of people were upset, but, um, you know, she didn't even get a chance to compete. And, I did see though that um, are they getting? They got ten thousand. That's what happens every year, though. If you qualify, you get ten, ten grand. Um, right. But then everybody they're giving out ten grand for if you have to miss days because of this. And I, how, do you know anything about that? I saw. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, they they got ten thousand dollars just for making it, and uh, I, I'm sure which. That's all part of the deal. They're trying to keep the payoff, you know, and it appears that the payoff and the money that they win in the go-rounds and the average is remaining the same. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Donna K. Rules, he had the horse of the year in the WPRA and never got a chance to compete. 
which would absolutely break your heart. Uh, and uh, Caleb Smith is a two-time world champion tie-down roper, tested positive. He had to go home. So, yeah, they just send him home. It's, so. it's nuts. Um, you and I were talking uh, the other day because I was uh, – so. I couldn't hear the first couple of uh, nights because the kid and all that's bedtime. I didn't get a chance to really watch. Um, but what's the deal with the points versus the money this year? And it's still, it looks like the first, I mean, you, you're still getting over 26,000 now for winning yeah. around or go around like you used to, but it, they're using a point system now. Explain this, please. <laughs> okay. I'll do my best to explain it how I understand it, or I'm partially guessing, they're providing points that match the dollars for go-round payoffs and average payoffs. Right now, I'm sure the dollars will be okay. What I had heard from a competitor was they need to complete five go-rounds with fans to assure that the payoff will be the same as it has been in Las Vegas. Okay. So those graphics, instead of dollars, they had points because they weren't sure because Texas, you know, they could shut them down anytime too and do it without fans. So they weren't sure. So it, it seems like tonight, round five, is the, you know, the magic one. So, um, Oh, that's good. Yeah, I hope so. I hope those guys can win some money and, yep, keep it the same. And I hope the fans can enjoy it. I hope that, you know, the competitors get their money and everybody gets their money and keep the fans there. So they're, yeah. they're certainly spread out. And, and uh, you know, like I said, they're seating 15 to 18,000 people in a, you know, 44,000 seat venue. So we talked to Cassie Turner, Miss last chance stampede on Friday, and she was there for the opening round too. And and she said, and I want to see how you react to this. It wasn't even close because it felt like being at a baseball stadium, the echoey, the music, you couldn't really tell if you were being joined in applause with everybody else. Um, it yeah, just, she said it just was different. Oh, it is. Yeah, I talked to Dakota Eldridge, who's a friend of mine. He was guest on uh, Flint show the other day. And, and uh, it's, it, you know, I was asking him about that. And he and I had the same opinion. And, and as an announcer, you sit and listen to, you know, reaction of the audience. It's just so big. It's just so big in there. And Thomas Mack, you got seventeen or eighteen thousand people that are right on top of you. So there's no way they could ever match the energy um, in a big venue like that compared to a smaller venue of the Thomas and Mack right. in Las Vegas. There, there's no way. And with it only being the third full, you know, then the sound is, you know, they're using the sound system in that arena that's used to and batting third for the Texas Rangers, Jason Walker, you know, they don't have, you know, people talking over music that's being pushed and trying to get the energy where we're used to and we like it. It's just, it's, you know, it has its difficulties, but they're, you know, it's, it's, it's been terrific. The openings are great. Yeah. South Dakota Governor Christy Nome carried the American flag the other night, brought the house down. I know they had some, you know, a military uh, opening that, you know, has gone over great. And I'm sure after the first night, they've been trying to tweak it as they go. And so, you know, everybody's just doing their best with, you know, the hand that they've been dealt. Yeah. Will Rasmussen joining us, the famed PRCA rodeo announcer, now a morning show host in Salmon, Idaho, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome. But oh, I love it! Yeah, no, I it's, love it. it's great. You know what? One of I've done five since uh, the middle of March. One of the rodeos was here in Salmon, Idaho. A rodeo I've done 
well, since 1995, I think, and I went in for a uh, interview when I was here for the rodeo, and I said, you know, I always wanted to be a morning guy on a radio station. Well, you're hired, and they laughed. I said, I'm calling you in three weeks, so I called them in three weeks, and a week later, I was here. So, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're you're up in the mornings anyway, so, I mean, this is nothing new. Well, <laughs> like you said, I'm old, and you know old people. <laughs> yeah. So you, so you're about ready to go to bed. You're about ready to have your four o'clock dinner and go to bed soon. <laughs> Take my Jared doll and uh, hit the sack. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Right. Um, Will Rasmussen joining us. Um, you're not there the whole 14 days like you normally would be in Vegas. Is that different and better? Oh, it's different, not better. Um, I I just. One of my big sponsors um, that I have is Boyd Gaming, who owns 14 casinos, you know, properties in Las Vegas, and another 14 around the country. Um, and but none of them are near Dallas Fort Worth, you know. Right. So they and so part of the sponsorship is me getting the chance to to work for them while I'm in Vegas, provide lodging and food and all that stuff. And I just, given the year that we had, you know, um, just to be frank, it was, you know, I lost all my income or almost all of it over, you know, I'll just be honest, well over a hundred thousand dollars of income in 2020 because of, I, I'm overpaid. I get it, but that—that's my job, and yeah. uh, and I do some of the biggest, best roadies in the country. And I, but because I didn't have free lodging and food, and and them, you know, having me do things for them, yeah. and, and uh, all that, I just couldn't afford to to stay that long. But I wanted to go to the awards banquet because I was you know, nominated and all that stuff. I didn't want to miss that because you don't know when that'll ha- happen again, if ever. So well, I went down there and for three or four days. Yeah. Are we going to have to, like, Tanya Harding, you know, some of these, Bob Tallman and Wayne Brooks and these guys, so that you have a chance to <laughs> win something? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I know it's, it's always great to be nominated and all that stuff, but, man. I like, would never do that. I love those guys. They're I my know. best friends. They're my best friends. And, uh, and at least I got to see them. There you and go. That's not, harder financially is the emotional thing. Um, you know, I got to see my friends, and I got to shake hands and hug. And I guess if I get sick doing that, then that's the chance I'm going to take. But uh, yeah. I, I, I got to see my friends, and life felt a little bit more normal, I guess, you know, for, for a time. So, and you forget how much you, you miss it and I'll it, never take it for granted if, if and when it ever comes back. Will Rasmussen joining us here on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Um, the Montanans are kind of up and down at the NFR. Uh, Haven Medjid, who I spoke with last week on the show, Hasn't had the run that he had last year, and he had some work to do anyway. I don't know if anybody was going to catch Shad Mayfield. Um, but the Lisa knocking over a barrel, and for the first, what, four rounds, she was the only one to hit a barrel. The try-ins are doing pretty good. Uh, Chase Brooks just seems to be consistent. And yeah. uh, it's been a pretty good rodeo for the most part so far through four rounds for the Montanans. Yeah, I see uh, uh, Brady and Brenton, they won the round uh, last night, and and uh, frankly, I, I've been traveling so much, I haven't kept up as well as I should have. I know Chase Brooks is having a good week. I know he's winning some money. He's pay, placed in maybe three out of the four go rounds. And I know he's, you know, it, it might be a little too early to talk about the average, but I know he's in the top four or five in the average. Uh, he's ridden all four. And uh, so he's having a good run. Um, that team roping is so up and down. And Haven's just. He'll be okay. He'll win a lot of money, and uh, and you know, you look at that field of 
tied on ropers. You know, no. you mentioned Mayfield. Well, Tyson Durbin's a world champion. Shane Hanty's a world champion. Chuck Cooper's a world champion. Marty Bates has been hot. You know, Haven's no. there. He's a world champion. And he's, but he's 21 or 22 years old. And, and, you know, he had some breaks last year. The breaks are coming his way right now. As long as he, you know, the old cliche, one night at a time, one night at a time, hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, he'll get in there and win some money. But, uh, he certainly made Montana proud. There's no doubt about that. You know what's really cool, Will, is to see, I mean, it's great to see these guys that, you know, that we're used to, like a Richmond champion who's now a Montana. Um, you right. know, the rights right. are just consistent. But it's cool to see some of these rookies and all the events. And especially in bull riding, these guys, there's a couple. There's one from Australia uh, that's leading yeah. leading the world right now. It looks like six-time right. is going to stop at six-time. I don't think Sage will get seven in a row. Um, but, man, it's great to see these younger kids. And, it, and, granted, a lot of this was because of COVID and away because of the summer. But it's nice to see these youngsters that are competing very well in their first attempt. Oh, it's great. And there's always first-timers, and maybe it's magnified a little bit because we only had a third of the season, maybe. And uh, But that, that guy you're talking about, Kai Hamilton from Australia, I watched him early last year in uh, the rodeos I, I did do, like uh, the big rodeo in Tucson, the big rodeo in Rapid City. And you you could tell right then he was going to be a star, he, or he is a star, and he's and he's just a skinny little kid, about twenty years old. <laughs> and man, he is tough to get on the ground, and there, and he's fearless, you know. And I, and Brady Portnier, who's another one from yeah. Caldwell, Idaho, that I've, I've become friends with, kind of root for. You know, he's been sixteenth in the world the last two years, and finally he made it in the. I think he went in fourth or fifth or something. And he's not having a great week, but he's there. You know, and he's a first timer and. So and who's to say those first timers wouldn't go there? Health is is such a wild part, you know, especially in the riding events. And and Richie Champion, he is just so consistent, such good shape. And you know, in the fairback riding, you need that. And he rides so well, you know. He won that million dollars at the American. It's been like five years ago now. Well, he's just he's riding better now than he ever has. Yep. And so it's, you're right. It's, it's good to see. And the NFR is exciting. It doesn't have quite the, you know, Dallas, where we're such a big place and people are so spread out. And, and so you don't get the buzz that you do in Las Vegas. You know, every property you walk into in Vegas has hats everywhere. And, you know, in, in Las Vegas, 70% of the people that go to Vegas for the rodeo don't actually go to the rodeo because they have all those huge viewing parties in the showrooms of every casino in town. So, uh, and so they're they're not getting quite that, you know, in the Dallas Fort Worth area um, because there's just, you know, you can go to the Fort Worth stockyards and you can go to the John Wayne museum and things like that. It's just a little different, different atmosphere. But glad the rodeo is going on. Yeah, no doubt about that. We didn't know if we were going to get to the national finals. Uh, speaking of some rodeos already being canceled for 2021, and then the circuit finals are being moved out of Great Falls or, or just to a different month. It is the same. It, is, it all comes down to the county health department, how they want to handle it. And county health departments differ, you know, even within the state. Yeah. So Great Falls, would, uh, the last I heard, they said, yeah, you can have circuit finals here, but you, you can only have 250 people uh, in the building per performance. Well, that doesn't work. You know, that doesn't work. So it, it, when usually they get between four and 4,500 people. Mm-hmm. And so they've moved it to the Majestic Valley Arena in Kalispell, and they are between Kalispell and Whitefish and there. They've taken their, it's a Friday night, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night schedule, last I heard. And, uh, so that's how it's going to be. And Flathead County all summer long has been a little bit different than the rest of Montana. I did a, 
Odeon Big Fork, Montana, the 4th, 5th, and 6th of July that jammed four or 5,000 people in there. Yeah. Kalispell had their fair the third weekend in August. You know, so something's different in Flathead County than, um, than it is in a lot of other places in Montana. But that's where they're going to move it, and they are going to attempt to sell 1,000 or 1,200 tickets, something like that for the circuit finals and it's the same weekend that it was scheduled to be in great falls okay um so getting to drive highway 93 in the winter as opposed to i-15 yeah <laughs> depends on where you live <laughs> yeah. i'm just happy I'm no just happy. i know i know yeah i know I, but what what do you do you know you you know people People say, well, let's not have fans. Let's not have fans. Well, I don't know. You have to. If you have a rodeo, you have 100% of the cost. If you can only sell 20% of the tickets, you know, you have 20% of the revenue and the sponsors, you know, aren't getting their name mentioned in front of 4,000 people, 200. You know, I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's just tough. It's yeah. just tough. So, uh, but there's something different in Flathead County than some of the other counties in Montana. So, and well, I'll just leave it there. Yeah. I'll no. just leave it there. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. At least we get to have it. That's the best part. Right. And yeah. a lot of these Montanans that we love and some from Montana or Wyoming and Idaho that uh, claim the, the, the Montana circuit, um, it's going to be great to see them. And it's going to be a, a great rodeo no matter what. Um, two go rounds yeah, in sure. a day though. That's going to be kind of weird. Yeah. A lot, a lot of rodeos do that. Um, you know, different places, but they just wanted to consolidate. I'm sure rent of the facility had something to do with it because they're, you know, 100% of the cost and they're, they're going to lose money. You know, they're going to lose tens of thousands yeah. of dollars, you know, having the circuit finals, having the same amount of money that competitors could win. And, uh, you know, that's just, <laughs> they're doing what they can. Because who knows what's going to happen later. They want to crown champions so they can send them to the Ram National Circuit Finals that is scheduled to go on in Florida, you know, in end of March or beginning of April. And so, it's, and I'm not sure, you know, what the qualifications will be. I guess the same. It wasn't all, well, there was a few rodeos in Montana, so. Yeah. We'll see, you know, top 12 in each event. So, yeah, that, yeah. that's a victory, I think, so far <laughs> that yeah. we're at least having it. Yeah. So, well, because yeah. we lost Chase Hawks, which would have been next weekend. Um, yeah, yep. That, well, uh, that great yeah, same, rodeo. Yeah, same thing. I mean, they, they, they just they can't have enough people in a in an area and part of the huge fundraiser for Chase Hawks was the night before they had a big dinner, dance, auction, silent auction, Calcutta the Cowboys. You know, there was a thousand people in the in a room in in Billings. Well, they weren't gonna let them have that either. So that's that was part of the fundraising efforts too. So it's frustrating. Yeah. It's, it's, it it's, is. It's, you know, it's hard. It's it's a, yeah, it's frustrating. It sure is turn a lot of lives around and I hope everybody in the rodeo business can survive but 2021 <laughs> some of us will get by this year you know yep. uh, I don't know the well, time will tell I guess the it's like Montana State football coach Jeff Choate has said a couple of times that you know we can we can do a whole year without college football but two years it would do be it would be bad and it's the same well, with rodeo. I mean, we can we've made it to 2020 in the end, but if we can if we have to do the same thing next year in the rodeo world, there's going to be a lot a lot of people um, struggling. Well, these universities that ha aren't having football, you know, that doesn't only hurt football, but it has you know that's yeah. a ten million dollar hit every time the Grizzlies and the Bobcats play in their hometown to so the economy the, and football funds other sports and other academics. And so it's going to affect the tuition of universities, not only in Montana, but all over the country. And so it's, yeah, the, the economics and, you know, people's opinions vary and, and all of them are fair, but we, we just got to figure out how to 
get the world back on its feet again. So. Well, you are on your way to get back on your feet with uh, doing mornings. Uh, what type of music is this? This is a country station. I'm, just, I, I'm guessing. Uh, mostly when Will Rasmussen is on. <laughs> when Will Rasmussen is on, it's uh, it's mostly it's country. Of course, it's you know this is an agricultural town, a tourist town. So you know, as the morning goes on, there's a little bit. It's a good mix of music. It's, yeah, you you can't go wrong playing Alan Jackson. That's all I'll say. How's that? <laughs> uh, that is awesome. Uh, I'm um, loving it. I am loving it. Yeah, I told our good friend Bob Tolman, who uh, fellow announcer, and he was so happy because all of us were down in the dumps trying to figure out what to do, what right. to do. And uh, I said, and he was so happy for me when I got this job and. And I said, Bob, I have a microphone in front of my face for four hours a day, and I'm talking to people, and I forgot how much I missed it. So I, I, I'm I, pretty happy. I'm happy to get up at 4.30 every morning. Well, that is uh, that is good. Um, if they need anybody else, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm available as well. So <laughs> You'll be the second to know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, uh, they need a sports guy or a, a, there you go. a DJ, you know, I used to DJ before I did sports. So, you know, I can still, <laughs> I can still hit a post on a ramp and I can talk up songs yeah. all day long. So uh, I forgot how much I missed that. And it helped me in my announcing game and announcing has helped me in the radio game. Yep. And I did radio way back when in the eighties, when I was a college kid in Bozeman, Montana with the K. XL Radio in Bozeman, Montana, and I loved that job. And when I sat in that chair the first morning on October 5th, I thought, oh, man, I remember now. So yeah. anyway, it, 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 it's, it's been so good. I, I miss our sport, but this uh, it gives you a purpose. So, sure. uh, You know what's awesome about radio is so KXXL was a powerhouse in the 70s and 80s down there in Bozeman, yeah, as we all was. know. And when we yeah. started XL Country, KXLB, we took the XL yeah. for, for in honor of XL or uh, KXXL. So that's how XL Country got yeah. its name in Bozeman. Oh, I can do one. The KXXL, yeah, they were the number one station in the Gallatin Valley when yeah. I worked there. Not because of me, but, you know. <laughs> Well, that they still that would have been Dean Alexander, right? No, that's uh, that was KBOZ KXXL. Oh, well, Dean was oh, so he was already past KXXL then. Okay, or, or joined him later. I can't remember all that, but yeah, <laughs> those were. But I knew Dean Alexander. He was the voice of the Bobcats for all those years. So yeah, no oh, fun. Yeah, I'm happy. That's I'm all happy. that matters. That yeah, is what matters the most, my friend. Yeah. Well, well I appreciate. I appreciate you letting me chat with you for a while. You know, you can come on any time. All you have to do is call. I'm in your top five. I know that. So. Um, I think <laughs> you may have surpassed Flint now as most uh, most appearances. Well, tell our mother, will you? Yeah, tell our mother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick, um, how about Stephanie Quayle last night? Did you see her singing the anthem? She did a really nice job. Um, we had a chance to... Short, short. We had a. Uh, I have a. I have a show on now that I've created called the Rodeo Road Show, mm-hmm. and I had Ned Ledoux on Ooh. the other day, and then uh, and it just interview thing for ten or twelve minutes, and so he invited us to where he was putting on a show in Fort Worth, so we went, and Stephanie Quayle for him, and I knew Stephanie Quayle half dozen years ago, but my daughter who was with me. Knew her uh, sang backup vocals for a time with Stephanie, so we got a chance oh, to see her nice. the other night. That so is awesome. I didn't see her sing the anthem, but yeah, that's yeah. great. Uh, she <laughs> w- she did a nice job. Um, yeah, there's a, uh, you know, my uncle lives down there, and he went to school with Flint. Um, so you could have stayed with my uncle if I would have known. You know, it, it must have taken. A dozen years for Flint to get through school because everybody I ran into went to school with Flint. 
<laughs> and that was just two years of college. It took 12 years. Uh, but I think, I think, because I thought of Stephanie when she was singing last night, I thought of your nieces and how awesome they did at the PBR and how awesome they would be at the National Finals Rodeo to sing maybe next year in Vegas. Isn't that great? I was proud of them. Oh, they're so good. They're funny. Yeah. They are funny. Like, I don't know. I used to think Flint was funny, and then I thought you were funny, but those girls are really funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's four or five people in the world funnier than Flint. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I love Flint. I know. You know, I love Flint. I know. Yeah. Uh, you guys, I love your, your little quips back and forth on the social media about age and stuff. And um, <laughs> But happy birthday. Yeah. Because you well, know yeah. you share a birthday with Christy Noem, the governor of South Dakota. Well, let me tell you. Well, I won't go there. She's a great lady. I had a chance to meet her a couple times. Yeah. She's a great lady. And the late Mindy yeah. McCready. Her birthday was last Monday as well. That's right. So, yes, 10,000 yeah. angels. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, well, my friend, keep up the good work. I'm glad you're um, amongst the willing and able to be back in radio and uh, – I can't wait to, to, to see you at a rodeo sometime. I am lucky. I'm lucky to be able to do this. So thanks to the people of Salmon, Idaho who let me chat with them every week so, or every day. So, uh, thank you, Jason. Get some rest, and we'll talk soon, my friend. Thank you, my friend. See ya. Bye. Will Rasmussen. Oh, love that family. Love that guy. He's so good, and I'm glad he's, I'm glad he's doing something. Um. Because he was he was trying to figure out without no rodeos what to do, and I'm glad he's working in radio. That's awesome. Uh, quick break, and when we come back, we are going to check in with Amanda Atwell. She is the sports director at the CBS and NBC stations down in Texas, and we're going to talk about that kid. I don't remember if uh, you remember what happened last week. We talked about it on Friday, but. Uh, kid that was arrested, high school kid, for tackling. Well, he didn't really tackle him. He, uh, he hit him pretty good, but the official, the referee. So we'll talk to Amanda Atwell, who covered it, that story, next here on the Jason Walker Show. savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rucker's Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rucker's, you'll find store-wide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find store-wide savings at Rucker's Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918. Or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one... It feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. 
Welcome back, Jason Walker Show. This segment brought to you by Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark's got his calendars out. Go to MarkLaRoePhotography.com. You can get the Cowboys of Western Montana or the Scenic Montana calendar. And these things are big. I mean, you're, there's no mistake in what day of the week it's going to be. And unbelievable photos. June of next year. This is the Cowboys of Western Montana. But uh, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Mark LaRoe, photography.com. All right, so last week on Friday, we uh, were, we talked about a, a kid down in Texas that had gotten a, uh, arrested. And for basically, well, basically being a dumbass. Um, but he decided to attack the official after he was kicked out of a game, and it was not good. And here to chat about that and the next steps moving forward, the sports director of CBS4 and NBC23 in Edinburgh, Texas. This is Amanda Atwell joining us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Well, I appreciate you joining us. Um, it's kind of a, a messed up deal all around. Was it Thursday night last week? Uh, was it Emmanuel Doran or Doran? Um, basically tackled a ref, Amanda. And this was something that I don't know if a lot of people have ever seen before. What were your thoughts when you first saw it? Yeah, honestly, it was, I mean, it's nothing like I've ever seen before. Apparently, we had a pretty similar situation happen a couple years ago in Texas as well. Two players. Um, actually attacked a ref from behind in the middle of the play. Um, just, but this is kind of unprecedented. That was more of an orchestrated thing. This was just kind of heat of the moment. He was super upset and just felt the need to, I guess, take out his anger. Um, we kind of watched it unfold. I originally saw a tweet from one of our local newspaper guys, and that's how, because I was at the station. I had a reporter at the game, though. So I called my reporter at the game, and he was just kind of frozen, didn't, didn't even realize what he just watched. It was just kind of a shocking moment to see. Um, luckily, that referee is, is supposed to be okay. Uh, we haven't gotten a major update on him, but he apparently only suffered a minor concussion and an injured shoulder. But, yeah, um, this kid's decision kind of led to a really unfortunate situation for his entire team. Um, I don't know if you know much about Texas football this year, but especially down here in the Valley, this was one of the areas that was most heavily hit by COVID pretty early on this summer. So they already started later than the rest of the state as it was. Mm. And most teams only got in on average about five games, whereas the rest of the state, most of them got in nearly their entire 10-game schedule. Um, so they already had a shortened season. And then this kid made this decision at Edinburgh. The school went on to win that game, and this secured them a spot in the playoffs. Well, the school district decided to not let them advance to the playoffs, and then subsequently they decided to protest, but the UIL came out and said that regardless of whether or not the school district had made the decision to pull them out of the playoffs, um, that the UIL would have barred them from the playoffs. So really unfortunate, it affected his entire team and just kind of ended a season that otherwise they would have had that, been able to play that extra game, which means so much to all of these seniors, and I mean all the players in general. So he was then arrested on Friday morning, is that right? Yes. So after the game, he was arrested and he was booked in, I believe, the Falco County Jail. Um, the next day, he posted bail. Um, I think his bail was, I think his bail was ten thousand dollars or so. But he was charged with it. He was charged with assault. Um, the school district has not updated us beyond that, but I would think it's safe to assume he will not be playing any more UIL sports. Which is, and what's even more, I'm not interesting, unfortunate, is that there was a similar situation with this player last year. Um, he actually got in an altercation with a referee playing for the Edinburgh soccer team. Um, that situation was more of just like kind of a shove, not obviously a body slam knocking the referee on the ground, but it was enough to get him kicked off the soccer team. So this was a second incident. So I think it just kind of draws into the question what was done the first time around as a repercussion in an effort to make sure something like this wasn't going to happen again, which obviously it happened again. So 
where 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 did the administration fall short there? Well, and, and Amanda Atwell joining us. She is the sports director at uh, CBS Four down in in Texas. Um, so this kid, obviously, I mean, we don't want to ruin his life. We don't want to ruin any chances, but of the future. But he obviously has some issues. If you said this happened a year ago in soccer and then this year in football, what what steps are being taken to, to maybe yeah, get him some help? It's really unclear at this point. He's not only with soccer, he was kind of an all-around really just solid athlete. He was also a really big-time wrestler for Edinburgh, and um, he was one of the best players on Edinburgh's football team and one of the best um, defensive tackles in the Valley. Um, a, he was probably getting looked at from D1 schools. Um, so, yeah, the next question I would say is what kind of help is school going to – or what what are the next steps? And the school has not updated on, on us on what steps are being made or what steps were even made after that original altercation. They haven't responded to requests for interviews. They've mm. just released statements, basically. Um this is just a crazy situation, and I know, you know, I'm here in Montana. Um, how far from, like, the Dallas area are you for people that so we can kind of have an idea of where Edinburgh is? Okay. So, basically, we are – we're a border town. So, okay. we are on the border of Mexico. Um, we are about – I would say – I'm from DFW. I have never driven to DFW. I fly every time. <laughs> but I believe it's about a seven-hour drive if you were to drive it. Um, from the Austin area, we're about a four and a half hour drive. Okay. Um, so big state. Yeah, just um, moderately. But, yeah, um, but yeah, so just kind of a sad situation all around. I will say this is probably the first time a lot of people have heard about Edinburgh, Texas. Even me, I am a lifelong Texan. I've lived in this state for most of my life. I had never been to Edinburgh. I had never heard of Edinburgh before I moved down here. <laughs> and just, I mean, that's how large Texas is. A lot of places in the state you'll, you may never go to. Um, uh, but it does not represent Edinburgh or the Valley in general as a whole. The vast majority of athletes, I would say all the athletes I've had direct contact with, interviewed with, covered, have just been the most utmost uh, respectful respectful, good kids. I mean, we've covered Edinburgh, and nobody's ever seen something like this. And that's one thing a lot of people don't know about the Valley is it's a very Hispanic-dominated community, and Hispanic families are very heavy on respect, family-oriented. And so this is just a very out-of-character thing for to be happening down here because it's a, just a very respect, respectful-oriented community. And it's a very low-crime community as well. You don't really see much like this happen. It's you don't know much about the border. A lot of pe- a lot of people think it's a high crime area. This is actually one of the lowest uh, violent crime areas to live in the state of Texas. It's a very safe community, so it's just things like this very rarely happen. You're a Texas girl. You went to uh, you're from the Dallas area, like you said. Um, the NFR <laughs> this this week is in Dallas or in Arlington at Globe Life mm-hmm. Field. Um, mm-hmm. Would you Would you want to go up to to cover that? Yes, I would love to. I'm actually, my, my, I mean, if they want to meet you, I would go up there. I doubt, I doubt, we don't really have quite as many rodeo fans down here on the Valley as we do in Fort Worth. My high school had a rodeo team. Um, oh, nice. That's much different. I actually, and I actually do have one of my closest friends. My last market was Amarillo, which is a much different part of the state. And for more perspective, Amarillo is an 11 hour drive from where I live now. Okay. Um, it's up in the Panhandle, and uh, one of my friends from up there is actually covering the NFL this weekend oh, nice. in Arlington. Yeah, uh, my wife uh, spent a couple of weeks in Amarillo. She was not a fan. But... Yeah, it's very flat. There's not much, um, and it's very far from everything. <laughs> and she did try the Big Texan, though. Oh, I actually never tried the Big Texan. You d- I just oh. heard it's a massive. Yeah, I. I mean, everybody told me it's a massive tourist trap you can get a much better steak other places in town that's uh, kind of what she thought was it's uh the steaks weren't that great so but she didn't yeah, try to no. do the challenge either which is you know, oh no ridiculous. oh god it's <laughs> disgusting to watch um this is very cool because i'm a big supporter of of women in athletics and women in 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 um reporting uh, radio or television your sports director that's very cool we have a friend up in spokane that the, is the first female sports director at creme 2 uh 
up there, Brenda Green. But uh, congratulations, because that's awesome that uh, you're the sports director down there. Yeah, thanks so much. I think I'm actually also the first female sports director in South Texas as well. So awesome. I was pretty stoked about that. But. Is uh, So you were a Longhorn grad, is that right? Yes, I are, am a Longhorn grad. How how often are we going to ask, are they back? Um, <laughs> I never have personally come out and said that they are back because to me, I mean, I just feel like you have to establish what is back. Where do we, do we need to be back at a national championship game or do we just want to be back to at least above an eight-win season every single year? <laughs> um, which seems both seem pretty far off at the state we're at currently. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, Amanda Atwell, she is a sports director at uh, CBS4, and what's the other, uh, Fox? It's CBS4, and then it's uh, NBC23. NBC okay. Yes. Uh, so CBS and NBC. Um, so you get all the football, which is good. Um, yeah. Hey, appreciate uh, you joining us, and, and I know it's short notice, and I know you got a lot of work to do, so I'll let you roll, but um, thank you for the for the coverage and the update, and uh, I look forward to chatting with you in the future. Awesome. Thank you so much. Amanda Atwell. And uh, she had to get she had to get rolling. She had uh, she's got news to sports to produce as the sports director. Um, so it, it's a it's a tough story. And again, you don't want to throw the kid. You know, you don't want to ruin his hopes. But you know, the pictures of uh, Manuel Duran. I mean, this dude's ripped. This is a, I can't imagine he played soccer. Um, he did, but uh, I can see him wrestling in football. And uh, man, he is. You just feel bad for the whole situation. Um, we show you some of the photos from it, but yeah, he was not happy about uh, it. Was, so it was a roughing the passer, and then an unsportsmanlike conduct, and that's what got him kicked out of the game. And then that's what precipitated the uh, the attack on the official, the assault. Um, I believe it's a first uh, first class or class A felony that he has been charged with. So unfortunate. All right, uh, let's do our Auto Concepts Performance of the Week. And, you know, Christmas is literally just around the corner, like two weeks, two and a half weeks, um, 12 days, right? Are we, are we in the final? Are we in the 12 days of Christmas yet? Let's see, that would be seven. No, not yet. Close. Can I do math? What is 20? No, we're 18 days away. Christmas Eve is 17. Okay. We're close to the 12 days of Christmas. Anyway, our Auto Concepts uh, Performance of the Week. And Auto Concepts, great ideas, gift certificates, Mm -hmm. Uh, remote starters. Mm -hmm. See where I'm going with the Christmas gifts here? The theme, Auto Concepts. Get there, check them out, and uh, tell them you heard on the Jason Walker Show. All right, we'll uh, do our uh, Performance of the Week. And we're just going to flat out give it to Montana State women's basketball player Tori Martell. Why? Well, she had a school record eight threes yesterday and a win over North Dakota. By the way, the Lady Grizz just got the first win for Mike Petrino. They beat North Dakota as well. But Tori Martell yesterday led the Bobcats to an 18th straight win dating back to last year, which is cool. But she hit a school record eight three-pointers. It broke it. Uh, she had... Broke Amy Meckling's record from 2000 against Air Force. I called that game. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, and a couple other uh, ladies uh, had uh, tied at seven, but uh, Tori Martell with eight and a new school record. That is our Auto Concepts Performance of the Week. Today is December the 7th. It is National Cotton Candy Day. It is Illinois Day. It is also Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. On this date in 1941, the Imperial Japanese Navy, with 353 planes, attacked the U.S. fleet at Pearl Harbor Naval Base, Hawaii, and 2,403 were killed, including 15 Montanans. Uh, 1907, Eugene Corey becomes the first referee in a boxing ring. 1937, Red Sox acquire the contract of 19-year-old Ted Williams from, uh, I believe, San Diego. Or San Francisco. I don't know. He was playing minors. Uh, Lou Gehrig elected to the Hall of Fame in 1939, posthumously. 1956, Pat McCormick, American diver, uh, wraps up the women's double, going with the 10-meter platform gold in Melbourne 
Uh, also won the three-meter springboard gold. 1956 as well, down in Melbourne Olympics, Soviet artistic gymnast Larissa Latinina took her gold medal to four, her tally. Won the team and individual all-around and also won the vault individually in floor exercise. Uh, 1963, the first use of the instant replay machine invented by CBS. It was in the Army-Navy game. A happy birthday, Johnny Bench, the Hall of Fame catcher, born on this date in 1947. And Larry Bird, Larry Legend, born on this date in 1956. A couple others, uh, 1808, James Madison elected the fourth president. 1836, Martin Van Buren elected the eighth president of the United States. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. All right. Not sure if you saw this story, but um, there was a, so the, the quarterback at UNLV, Max Gilliam, Gilliam um, was on a reality show, I think this summer, called Below Deck. Um, he got in a little bit of trouble. Um, the coach was saying that he represents everybody, you know, represents UNLV in public. Uh, the coaching staff and, and university at UNLV saying we're unaware of the details until it was brought to our attention this morning. We're reviewing the matter internally. However, when we talk intently about what we're building here, we mean thoroughly and completely, uh, blah, 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 the players, you represent UNLV. I don't know what Gilliam did wrong. So here's his apology. Quote, I would like to apologize for my poor judgment while on the TV show Below Deck and acknowledge that I have made a mistake that I will learn from. While it was not my idea nor any of my friends' ideas to eat sushi off a model, a naked model, I believe, as well, uh, I should have exercised better judgment and declined the idea immediately when it was brought up by the producers. This is not a reflection of my character or the way I was raised, nor a reflection of the culture of UNLV football. I would like to humbly move past this and focus my time and energy on our game against the University of Hawaii this weekend. Thank you, Max Gilliam, end quote. Uh, I don't know what he did wrong. He ate some sushi off a model, off her, like, belly. What's wrong with this? Like, I, I just <laughs> don't get it. Um, yeah. Don't punish the kid. He's having fun. All right. The walk-off brought to you by Cafe Zydeco. Stop by 625 Euclid in Helena. We have gift certificates. More we're going to give away coming up. Uh, tomorrow, Miss Teen Rodeo Montana, Cody Carson will join us from Texas. We appreciate Amanda Atwell joining us, CBS 4 and NBC 23 in Edinburgh, Texas. Also, PRCA Rodeo announcer Will Rasmussen. Appreciate his time as well. We'll do it again tomorrow at 4. Make sure you go to jasonwalkershow.com if you missed anything. And we are presented in the Major Mortgage Man Cave by our friends at Capital Collision Center. See you tomorrow at 4. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy. Enjoy.